This is RFC Extra Episode 3. RFC Extra is extra discussion and content that uh, didn't make the normal Radio Free Cybertron show. Either it took place after the show is recorded or it ran over our allotted time frame. This week we wrap up our discussion with Ben Yi and discuss several topics including robots in disguise. Next week's episode of RFC Extra will be Transformers discussion from Superhero Time. And as always, support RFC by shopping through Amazon via our website at tfradio.net. Click on the Amazon logo or just use the little widget there on the site. Or you can go directly to Amazon by way of tfradio.net slash Amazon. It helps us out, doesn't cost you any more, and uh, Amazon sends back a little bit of coin our way. You're going to use Amazon to make your purchases anyway, so why not do it through us? You're awesome. Thank you very much. And let's join the discussion. I mean, it's it's just, I guess, Ben, you and I and Brian have been in this so long, and we remember back when all this wasn't a thing. Yep. And we've seen it go down. Huh? Well, he's younger than well, he's younger than we are. He did come on like way earlier on in his, his life than we did. So I mean, you know, it, we've seen we've seen it go downhill to the point where it's like uh, it's like all these people that are bashing robots in disguise. It's a simplified toy for kids. The animation sh- the show is going to reflect the toy. It's going to be simpler. It's going to be a little a little less heavy than Prime, and Watch it before you judge it. You can't judge anything based on four or five 15-second clips, a little bit of early animation, and what the toys look like. So so be quiet. <laughs> Watch the show. If you don't like the Brian, toys... That, you need to put that quote in whatever <laughs> post that you're putting for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, be quiet. <laughs> what, if, you, if you don't like the toys... That's fine. You've bought the toys or you've looked at the toys. You have a judgment about those. That's fine. The show has not even aired yet. All we have seen is snippets. Watch it. Then make your decision. And honestly, I think the snippet we saw with with the Minicons popping out and being used as weapons, that looked really cool. Like, I'm excited to watch R.I.D. Yeah, I mean, you know... People, a lot of people didn't like animated with the way it looked, and then it wound up being one of the tightest storylines. People were wrong. We've ever had. I, I was one of those people. I didn't like when they were going the animated route, and I refused to watch it. I refused to embrace it. I bought the box set because I've recently come around, and everyone says it's really good. So eventually, when I have time, I'm gonna watch it because I bought the box set. You yeah, like it? Yeah, that's good. just the. That's just the one thing I hate that every fandom that I've seen through they my jump years. To prejudgment. Everyone yeah. is jumping to prejudgment. It's like with Digimon. Everyone's already judging. Uh, uh, well, I can't say Adventures 03 because the wheel will kill me. Um, a try. Adventures try coming out. Everyone's already judging it by the artwork that we. Wait, the is artwork. that why I just saw a whole bunch of new Digimon product? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, it's also a, it's also an anniversary year, I believe. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, basically, the new, the new anime is supposedly maybe a sequel to O two. We're not sure. It's just, but anyway, I've seen all these fandoms jump to like based on the smallest snippet of information. They're making these massive jumps. Spock would mm-hmm. slap you for these jumps in line. <laughs> I'll tell you though, 
I mean, no, I'm not tired of it. You know what? I, I've had plenty of fans come up to me already and say, Ben, I bought a couple of R.I.D. figures. I, I just can't get into it. I, I don't like the okay. aesthetic. Uh, you know, it's just not my sure. I don't know these don't characters. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for at least giving it a shot. Yeah, you know? sure. Uh, yeah. And, and honestly, totally. uh, you know, I feel like if you look at the clips, if you look at the toys and you decide, okay, this isn't something, uh, this doesn't look like something I'd like, that's fine. But to go and say this is going to be bad, this is going to be horrible, yeah. that's that's going too far. Although, come on, guys, there's a bit of funny irony in like a 30 something year old man saying, oh, this line that's aimed at the five to nine year old demographic, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't say. Well, and you can take that a little further, too, because think, you know, your four-year-old, your five-year-old, you put a plate of vegetables in front of them, they're probably going to turn their nose at it. Yeah. So then you get to 35, 40, yeah. you put a kid's toy line in front of them, they're going to turn their nose at it. Yeah. There's this, there's this, like, interesting symmetry that really amuses me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I really like Hasbro's approach with R.I.D., media-wise and how they approach the toy line because, like, they've got the warrior stuff out there to yeah. try to bridge to us. Like, it'll appeal to the older kids, too, but, you know, there's also a little bit in it for the older adult collector the, also. The scale? You know, some, something for, yeah, something for us to hold on to and, like, play the way we are interested in. But there's also, you know, one-step, three-step. There's the Legion stuff. The Legion stuff you know, is all I need. Um, but like you know, they're they're making sure everything is covered. Everybody has access to this at whatever level is appropriate for them, whatever level they can handle. And I mean, that's I really like that approach to this. And you know, there's generations for the Us. older set too. Yeah, and, and I really do appreciate so, that they have made the you know the warrior class a separate thing and not tried to work it into generations because you know th mm. there would be people going crazy waiting for combiner war uh, stuff yeah. at that point. well also you know give them, i mean they even renamed the class yeah you know? yeah i mean yeah. They, they they deliberately made that delineation it's actually interesting you brought that up i'm actually working on an article series and i just dropped an accessory um i'm working Oops. on an article series uh that was inspired by a thread that was on facebook where um, someone put a picture of uh, Mega Optimus Prime from R.I.D. and he just put the word "Y" over it, like this was yep. you know. I saw that. Man. I saw that. Okay, so you, you saw my oh, response yes, to that thread, yes. right? So, I, was, I think I responded to that too, actually. So, so what I'm doing, Brian, is I'm basically taking that like three paragraph response I gave in there, and I'm turning it into an article series, um, cool. expanding on the idea. And the idea is that people seem to think this is a new thing that. <laughs> You know, what, that they're making toys for kids? Well, and specifically for, like, preschoolers. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I realized that half this fandom is probably, what, uh, Armada babies or movie 2007 babies, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So they probably don't even for, – let, let's forget my first Transformers, okay? Let's not even go that far back. Let's just go with Go, Go, Go bots. They probably don't even know those exist, mm -hmm. you know, right. or, or, or Rescue Roy. Right? Oh my god. Can you imagine showing them all the stuff from the past and then That's what I'm gonna do. So in this article oh, oh, what I'm, right. I first... want popcorn I want to pop popcorn <laughs> in the front row seat for that. The first part of the article is going to <laughs> melt, explain melt. how uh, from the seventies into the early two thousands the action figure market has fragmented. And, and let's face it, it has. I mean mm -hmm. even before I would say around the nineties, late nineties, when McFarlane Toys was kind of in its glory. Uh, when you had all these upstart little companies coming up, that the market was already fragmenting at that point. 
And we're 15 years beyond that now, 20 years actually. And, the you know, look, a kid can pick up a tablet now and play a free game that will keep him occupied for hours. Mm-hmm. How do you compete with that? How do you make the parent get in the car in the cold weather, drive the Toys R Us for a half hour, pick up a toy, bring it back to the kid, potentially have the kid throw a tantrum in the Toys R Us, right? All that. Or you could shut them up with a free app on your iPad, which you own anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a segment of the market now that the 80s counterparts of the current Hasbro team never had to deal with. And that's the reality I want to bring. So the first part is fragmentation. Second part is how did Transformers handle this before? And it's going to cover – it's going to you know kind of bullet point it but show pictures. You know, my first Transformers, go, go, go bots. And you know what? One-step changers, that's not new. We called them jump starters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean uh, – Also activators. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. – Spy, you know, three step changers. I called them fast spy changers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlebots are pretty close. Yeah, fast action yeah. battlers. You know, so I want to show some of this lineage that you know, Mega Optimus Prime actually has a lineage going back thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of people rightfully pointed out that he's basically the descendant of Star Convoy in, in yeah. Yeah. design and. and Let's face it, Star Convoy, not hard to transform. I mean, he's like super <laughs> articulated and he is so amazing. Such a great toy. Such and a great I toy. I love Star Convoy. I have this very weird affection for that series um, because I think there's just something so wonderfully bizarre about a robot that literally just like his gut explodes yeah. and it slams on the floor and he's transformed. I bought it. I bought it for Hot Rodimus. <laughs> I, I dropped $400 on that just to get that Hot Rodimus. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, Grandis, come on. Grandis is amazing. A coffee he, table. He is a coffee <laughs> table. Well, man, I love I've got, him. I've got Dag Mason. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's I just... mean, come on. Look, the fact that Sky Gary is probably the most articulated and playable out of the three of them, I mean, that just says it all. <laughs> That's true. I never thought and, about that. And I, and I love all three of them because they're so, like – Someone was on something when they designed these. Someone was just like in a smoke-filled room with like a six-pack of beer. It was like, all right, you know what would be great? <laughs> so Prime turns into a base, and his head's just like there, and his arms are just here. And it's okay, because his legs are over there. <laughs> you know? And then after 20 years, his trans are over there. You know, I mean, God, if you tried to, if Star Convoy never existed and you tried to put him out now, people would lose their minds. Oh, yeah. see, well, see, Bean, that's one thing. Every time I fill out the BotCon survey, I've always asked for Hasbro to go back or or maybe for FunPub, if, if the molds exist, the UK Transformer molds, the yeah. Trachyons, the Lightformers, Turbo Masters. That stuff did not get used a lot compared to the rest of the series. I would I would buy the predators and oh yeah the and it's like but, the but when I'm when I'm brainstorming no pun intended with the people I'm rooming with that year I see what you did there yeah <laughs> you know they always say no we, we we don't want that we don't want things with no articulation I'm thinking you don't understand you don't have to have articulation out the wazoo well we if, also have a, if, we also if have, you have these molds. What? And these molds have got to be re- reused at some point or they'll be lost forever. I hate to say it, but you know the generation we're talking about here is not even the generation that came after us. It's the two generations that came I know, after. I know. It's just – And their generation that was not brought up to imagine 
their mm-hmm. generation was brought up with ev- everything they were supposed to imagine served up to them on a platter. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I explained to a friend of mine, you know, I was trading copies. I've mentioned this before. I was trading Legend Kmart Bumblebees for VHS copies of Master Force and Victory. And he he won't watch something that's not high definition. Because it's not on a platter. It, yeah. It, well, it's, it's not just that. Rough. It's just he knows, he knows he can get it better at some point, and he's willing to wait. But these toys from the past won't last forever. These molds will not last forever. And if we don't get these molds used soon and get them back out and get the Turbo Masters. I mean, Ben, you've got some Turbo Masters, don't you? I, I thought you had a couple. Oh, I got them all. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, who cares if they, if they don't have five points regulation? The toys themselves are solid toys, but everyone wants new toys as those characters, not oh. those toys... Do you guys remember the old uh, Kenner uh, Star Wars commercials, which usually consisted of like a kid like playing in his backyard with the action figures? Yeah. I just yeah. I just watched one when I was researching for the article that I'm writing, and it it was literally um, it was uh, Empire Strikes Back. It was Luke and Han going to Cloud City to get Lando's help. Oh yes. Um, Cloud City was a pile of rocks in their backyard. <laughs> Luke and Han were in their Hoth gear going to Cloud City. And you know what? As a kid, I didn't give a damn. That made perfect sense to me. Oh, yeah, you know, the heroes are asking the other hero for help. It didn't matter that, you know, And but if you were to look at the same commercial now, I'm sure they would CG a Cloud City in and it would yeah. look just like the movie and everything. And I'm just like, wow, what a contrast, you know. And, and kids don't want to imagine a thing now. So Star Convoy back to our example as his base now when i looked at it when this is back in 90 whatever when he came out this is how i looked at it as a kid i was a teenager at the time he reminded me a lot of like ancient like egyptian buildings or something like the sphinx or whatever he was almost like this uh this transformers version of a sphinx but as a functioning battle base who kind of had this effigy of the greatest autobot leader of all time made in its image, except it really was him. I mean, you know, back then I didn't think of it as the most amazing ego trip ever, but I can, I kind of see it as that now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, holy crap, you know, I'm not in disguise. I, <laughs> You live in me. <laughs> but, but, you know, who cared? And Grandis, I mean... Yeah, of course his head had to stick out. It had all the radar dishes on it, and they spun around. <laughs> if you tuck his head in, how would they spin around? I mean, worked for me, yeah. you know. So I, 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 it, there's something that's been lost, but it's not just us. Look, I'm sure Power Rangers fans have a very similar discussion going on in their fandom. Um, you know, but you know what I always say, though? At the end of the day, just be glad you're not a Joe fan right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really solid philosophy, Ben. We've said that a couple times on the show, definitely. Yeah. Those poor guys, I I know a couple hardcore Joe fans, and I just feel like I pet them on the head. You know the couple hardcore Joe fans. They're there. (laughs) It'll get If you're a Joe fan, don't worry. It could be worse. You could be a Gundam fan. Yeah. Well, the Joe fans, I've done Richard at least. Well, well, the, yeah. At least the Gundam fans can import stuff. The Joe That's fans, a good yeah. point. You know, well, the Joe like, I think import. Gundam fans are looking at Joe fans and saying, "Well, at least we're not them. We're not that." Yeah, yeah. 
you know, I've, I, and one thing I've always said, and, I, and I'm and I'm sure I'm not, and I've heard y'all say it too. If I ever get to the point where, as a collector, I start acting like a Hot Wheels fan, someone needs to shoot oh. me. Well, you still because I'll I'll have lost my mind. No, no, I mean, Don, as long as you're still showering and shaving and showing up for work, I think you're okay. Yeah. Uh oh. Dude, as, as long as you're not calling into work late because it's like you know new stock day at yes. the store and no, you need to the problem the is I would be working where the new stock would be, so that <laughs> really would work out all that well. Well, that's just kind actually of... that's even better though because like you can just say kind of clock in like ten minutes late. I gotta go do right. this stuff before. I... Just do what <laughs> Toys R Us does and never take it out of the back. That's oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I once <laughs> rent I, uh, in two different Toys R Uses. I rented two different Hot Wheels guys. They freaked me the hell out. <laughs> Not the same guy. Two different guys. One was in Brooklyn. One was in Jersey. And they, the bathing thing, I wasn't kidding about that. And uh, one guy, his approach was he got a cart and he literally just took everything that was on the shelf and dumped it into the cart. Yes. And then he and his girlfriend, wife, I don't know, hired slave. Um, just were literally going through every single one and then slowly putting them back on the hook. Oh, I and see. So they were putting them back that. on the hook. Yeah. yeah. But when I got near him, the look he gave me, it was like a starving animal had found like a piece of meat and it thought I was going to take it from him. Oh, my cart. Yeah. I've seen that look in my cat, so I know the look. Yeah. I, I've, mm-hmm. seen, I've seen them in, in stores. Now, luckily, most all the ones that come to where I work are the better tier. Some of them are pretty nice, but I have been in stores where I have literally seen them pull them off the bug, off the carts, go through them, and leave the cart still full. Right. Now, that, now you're just being an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, you remember uh, BotCon 2010 when you got it, we were able to get in for free in the uh, GI, uh, the uh, Hot Wheels convention. Uh, did you go to that? I wandered through that, yeah. Most depressing day of my life. <laughs> I've, lost both my, I've, lost, I've lost both my parents, and uh, that was so much worse. I, I mean, it, it was just like, what was it, a dozen tables and that was it? I mean, it but was, I, it was, no, no, I remember when I walked in, because I didn't know what I had walked into. <laughs> I, I literally did not understand what I had walked into. I thought it was like an auto show or something. But then I realized that there was this air of despair that it couldn't have been an auto show. Like literally from the hallway walking into the room, like this emotional, this emotional crushing sense like hit me. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Where did all the joy of BotCon go? What just happened? (laughs) And then someone explained to me what it was. And I was like, "Okay, I'll walk around here. And I just remember thinking, I need to leave. <laughs> and I was so happy when I walked out. And I was like, no convention should make you feel like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, we joke about that, but I mean, there are, I mean, there are really some every. I mean, every fandom has bad, bad examples. I mean, I've heard of some Star Wars people jerking stuff out of kids' hands, like a kid had like a Boba Fett that had the half circle. Back when Power of the Force was out, and the, a guy came up and literally snatched it out of his hands and ran to the front to pay for it before he could be caught. You know, stuff like that. It's just, no, this is supposed to be fun. And 
there's a lot of people are sucking a lot of the fun. Look at video games. Look at what video games is going through right now. I mean, Amiibo? no, Gamergate and all, this, and all that, that crap. That, no, that too though. The Amiibo. Well, the Amiibo what, thing. The, what's the Gamergate? Oh God! No, please don't. It, don't ask. Don't ask. And it's, on our next podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, if you're a video game fan, you can't enjoy being a video game fan right now because everywhere you go is so consumed with this issue. And it's like, it's not fun anymore. I guess I, the, the mm-hmm. allegory in trend, the analogy in Transformers world is every time, what I was saying before, you walk into a 3P discussion and it's all guys just saying, I like 3P because I hate Hasbro. Uh-huh. Imagine mm-hmm. if every time you open up a discussion about Transformers, that's where it went. Yeah. Video games have kind of gone there, which is why you know, I listen to a, a, a Gamertag Radio, which is a, a gaming podcast. The only reason I listen to them is because they're so positive. All they ever do is just they try to um, say this is what's awesome about the game. And then if they don't like something, they'll say, but guys, this is just me. You should check it out. You know, Redbox it or whatever and see if you like it. Um, and, and But I know where Don's going with this is there comes a point where uh, a fandom actually can become detrimental to the product that they profess to love. Well- Toxic is the word that I yeah. keep hearing the most about. You know, th- th- basically, mm-hmm. this fandom has become toxic to anybody new trying to en- or anyone trying to enjoy it because you cannot enjoy what you're doing. Not, not entirely. I mean, I get not I, well, it's difficult. I get it's emails difficult. all the time. People thinking me, hey, they I RFC or whatever. Oops. I got them back into Transformers. They listen like, oh, I, I like Transformers. I want to listen to a Transformers podcast. They found us. You know, we try to be positive and upbeat. And if we go in the other direction, I, you know, try to very much bring us back into line. Uh, I mean, so it's not entirely toxic. I think that's hey. talking about games, Brian. But no. Good job, Massey. Also, you know, it's the, the thing is, I personally, I'm okay with things that are not, you know, like relentlessly positive. I prefer focusing on what's positive, sure. but as long as the uh, negative aspect is expressed with some level of thoughtfulness and, mm-hmm. you know, more thoughtfulness than ire is what I want to say. Constructivity. Yes. Con- constructive criticism, criticism where someone's actually sat down and thought about this and not just, you know, the Hasbro thing. That yeah, it's like buzzwords. It's like actual consideration. It's consideration and like, you know, thought out opinions. It's not just buzzwords. Yeah. Well, going back to Chris's analysis of Devastator before, right? How many of these guys complaining do you think have given it that much thought? Oh, 95% at least. <laughs> Minimum, right? You no, know, all they see is that it doesn't measure up to you know X, Y, and Z that's been on their shelf for ten years that was made in a different economy, and you know all these other and, things and using their and own measurements. A twenty, and doesn't have to be a twenty-inch tall toy holding up you know two pounds of plastic over it. You know that's all they're seeing. They're not thinking about the realities of it. But I feel like unrealistic expectations aside. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter. Let's say, let's say every single one of those figures had a great hinge elbow. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get rid of the elbow issue altogether. Then mm-hmm. they'd be focusing on long haul's fat thighs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or, then if you slimmed him down, then Bone Crusher's shovel wouldn't be big enough or something. 
there's always something, you know? Yeah. And eventually you would come right back around to, well, long haul's thighs are thinner, which means Devastator has thin thighs now, and they wouldn't like that. Right. <laughs> I like that he's a chunky bot. I don't know. I, I do kind of like chunky bots. Yeah, it, goes, it goes with his personality. Well, and like, you know, to Ben's point a few minutes ago about not having imagination, like, when I started looking at the pictures and thinking about this body shape, like, this whole new picture of Long Haul entered my head where, like, you know, think of the blob or juggernaut where he's he is this big, wide guy and his own thing in his head is, you cannot stop me. I am going to roll right through you no matter what you put in front of me because I am a big, badass Dump truck. Oh, I, I was yeah. sort of thinking like how he was in G1 where he was complaining all the time. So I just had him p- pictured as like the most depressed Constructicon and he just binge eats all the time. So, <laughs> that's why he's so big. But, and the I other mean, Constructicons make fun of him endlessly. <laughs> you know, and well, in both does. cases though, like, you know, we are taking elements, like elements that are familiar to us, but using our imagination and applying them in different ways to this thing that is presented to us differently than what we're used to. And that's something that a lot of people just won't do. Yeah, they just won't use their imagination at all. Or worse, their Thank imagination you. creates something that realistically could never exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's in, that's uh, unfortunately all too common. And yeah. the the going back to the like they can't Hasbro can't win syndrome. Mm-hmm. When I started seeing people complaining, why are they Voyager classes? I I wanted deluxes. I just realized at that point there was just no way these guys could win. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you remember why would Deluxe is better? Hang on, hang on, Diecast. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, Ben, do you remember Orson's World? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so they okay, so like uh, Armada Skywarp was revealed, and somebody asked, "Well, can we get this without the new parts on it? Because we want it to match the other two. I mean, that's like the ultimate Hasbro can't win moment because they like went back and tooled these new parts onto this toy to and, make it different. And, unique. <laughs> uh, and, and, and to their credit, they did not facepalm on stage. I, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I didn't even remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Wow. That's what you going to say? I, I just don't understand why Deluxes would have been better for Devastator. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't understand that. Because it's well, not no, a Voyager. Brian, you might it's have been on it. this thread on Facebook. I love the way the thread went because uh, Hoop actually jumped in. Uh, so the guy was saying, well, Bruticus and Devastator were the same size as in the original series. So therefore, these new interpretations of these combiners should all be the same size. Because size-wise, it it makes more sense to him. So he's obsessing about size. And then Hoop pointed out that he says, you realize that four of the members of the Combaticon team could all fit into Blastoff yeah. if you wanted to focus on scale. <laughs> so you're okay with a space shuttle becoming an arm and shrinking, but you're not okay with construction vehicles being larger than sports cars. Hoop has done a lot of good work on these uh, threads, pointing out logical inconsistencies yeah. like that. That's because Hoop is a smart person. Yeah. Um, yeah like, no, I, like, like, I like the justification for the Voyager scale, though, because, like, they want internal consistency in the sizes between the Stunticons and the Constructicons within Combiner Wars, and I really dig that. Plus, with them being Voyagers, you've got more mass to work with the transformations and to help distribute the weight yeah. out amongst the figures. Whereas Deluxes may not hold together as well because you're trying to compress too much stuff on too small frames. Oh, but it go two ways. If they, if they had been announced as a six-pack of Deluxes, 
then people would be complaining they should have been Voyagers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would go either way. Exactly right. Can't yeah, Hasbro can't win. Right. But now, Ben, was was it, now I saw some snippets of I, I think it was your interview where he was saying at one point they were looking at doing leaders. Yeah, and, and you got to <laughs> remember. Like, I mean, I, I'm just trying to imagine six leader class. And, and literally, you got to picture like they they have this. I've been up there. They have this really nice large conference room. It's like a little theater. And they'll put like a big whiteboard up and they'll just start brainstorming. And I'm sure that's where that leader, you know, quote came from. They were just brainstorming saying, what if leader, you know, and I'm sure that whole discussion may have been 15 minutes. But the fact that it was even considered is kind of cool because they were kind of throwing everything on the wall, literally. Mm -hmm. And then saying, "Okay, now, realistically, what can we do? What makes the most sense? Which is better than hearing, well, we wanted to make six voyagers and that's it. Well, that's kind of a boring story. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm just happy that it wasn't because uh when the initial leaks t- started coming in they were saying it was going to be you know uh a leader and five or four voyagers five yeah leader and four voyager or something crazier it was going to be a le- yeah and we're like why why would it not be six figures Although, like, just the if fact- you look at long haul being so much wider than the others you know someone who's not super familiar with how transformers work and break down like i could totally see mistaking that for a leader class toy i mean honestly what i expected is i expected you know uh four deluxe limbs and then maybe a two pack of two deluxes that was about the same size as voyager to Mm -hmm. to make the wave fit and that way they would be in scale with like the other uh, the other Combiner Wars figures may be a tad bit taller just because of the six-member, but kind of in that scale. I'm glad they did it as six Voyagers. I think that's much better than what I was anticipating them to do. You know, if they really if they really wanted to just totally cheese everybody off, one leader, one Voyager, one Deluxe, one Legend, one one-step... And one no, 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 and no, a masterpiece. No, no, no. no. You, you, you want to know what would really piss off fans? And, and I, a very cruel part of me wishes they had done this at Toy Fair. So they get to the slide and they're like devastated. And they show an outline of G1 Devastator. And then when the slide reveals itself, it's actually Revenge of the Fallen, Supreme Devastator, just in G1 colors. <laughs> I would have or, screamed with laughter if that had happened. Or almost, well, almost as good, MicroMaster Devastator. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. No, no. But that's a Toys R Us exclusive, right? So <laughs> if you buy <laughs> that Toys R Us, you get that for like $50 more. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I would just, I fall out of my chair. <laughs> with laughter, uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, I, I uh, look. I, I'm really happy with it. Is it perfect? No. But am I gonna? Uh, so I think Diecast, you said this before, right? You're gonna own every colored version of this thing. Oh yeah, and I know I am. And, and that—that's the scary thing is if they do the G2 colors of San Diego exclusives, they're always so hard to get anyway. It's just—I mean, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do because. You're gonna stalk Hasbro Toy Shop like the rest of us always do, and it, and they'll go and they'll go up and be sold while I'm at work. And or, or you, or you buy a regular one and you ship it the cheats and you have him take care of business for you, yes. <laughs> which will cost about a thousand dollars. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I no, like I mean, I'm kind of lucky because if it comes down to it, and I need it. I kind of have an in to get it directly from San Diego, but like I understand what Don is saying, and like. 
you know, if you got to go through Hasbro Toy Shop, there is like, you know, a 30 second window, sometimes literally a 30 second window where you can buy that. And if you're not there with everything working just right, you are not going to. I remember um, the Comic-Con Bruticus a couple of years ago, you know, when everybody was camping out every morning waiting for that. I was uh, talking to JD over Skype or uh, Google Messenger uh, in the morning waiting for that to drop because like we were both going to try to get it on his behalf. Like, you know, if one of us couldn't get through and like we, we ended up missing it completely I, just because yeah. there for such a brief time and we did, our timing was not just, it, it didn't work. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell Ben the story, but y'all guys have heard it. Uh, when, when Ami Ami, uh, if you've ever heard of Ami Ami out of Japan, yeah. they had the best price on the pre-order for the solo Chagokin Galgaigar. I'm a huge Galgaigar fan. I'm a huge Brave fan in general. I was up at 2 a.m. our time. I had to be I had to be up at 6 for work. I was up at 2, 2.30. The page was coming soon, you know, jet, not in, jet in Japanese time. And at 2.59 and 30 seconds, I refreshed my page. It took a few, it took a second to refresh, and it was like 3, 3 a.m. and like 3 or 4 seconds. Sold out. Literally, it, literally in the twenty seconds it took for that page to refresh, it was sold out, and that what was a two hundred and fifty dollars Solichagokin figure. What this means is when STCC Devastator comes out, and I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, if you manage to buy one, you cannot play the lottery for six months because you've used up all your luck. Yeah, <laughs> all yes. your karma is gone yeah. for six months um, unless they completely surprise us. And this is where we get our Metro Titan recolor <laughs> at San Diego this year. I will fall out of my chair with laughter if they do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they, I think they're, they have satisfactorily, in their view, gotten their mileage out of the Metroplex mold and are not interested in pushing that further. Because, you know, they got two convention releases out of it. They got Hasbro Market, Takara Market... Uh, you know, I mean, they they got the mileage they need out of that mold, or we would have seen and the reuse of it by now. And it's I hope just, the collectors' weight. club doesn't do it because then, oh god, that'll be expensive. No, so that, I, I don't. That's, oh, that's I, don't, much, I don't even think the club would entertain that. I mean, heck, you know, they 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 were trying to use back when uh, Glenn was trying to use RID Optimus Prime as Defensor for O four, and that was a leader class figure technically. And it's like they couldn't even budget that in, no. even taking out the Prime's electronics. That's why we didn't get the hotspot defense or combo, which I still hope we get someday. I won't. Well, I think I we've know. gotten the, some fairly decent hotspots. I don't think we need to go that route. Well, you just don't, we're, we're you don't getting a good hotspot. We're getting a good oh yeah, one. I love that uh, hotspot. Uh, he uh, looks great. Until Combiner hotspot, like with comes that out, GDO hotspot is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Like there he well, is. Well, with. With Combiner Wars Hotspot, this has been relegated. If I ever get BotCon Pyro, the head's coming off of this. It's getting painted blue and going on Pyro to finish off that thing. Because, like, I mean, I like this mold well enough, but that the Combiner Wars Hotspot is so much beyond it in terms of being the character. And, you know, that's got that faceplate head that Pyro needed in the first place, but didn't budget into the tooling. So, I mean, I will have a headless blue Inferno body at some point in the future. It's just it's just the way it goes with this. You know, new stuff comes out, the old stuff becomes irrelevant, and you can't sell it anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, well, we talked a couple months ago how when Classics Prowl came out, when Classics, when all that, when the Classics first hit, we thought, 
this is as good as it's going to get. This is the best update of Prowl we are ever going to get. Now we have and Masterpiece. At the time, Prowl. we didn't think it was that good. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we saw it in car mode in the package, we thought this was as good as it's going to get. You know, but now it we even have looked Ma- okay in robot mode. It's just getting between. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, all that stuff you got to do to get it into the other room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, I mean, it's, 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 it's a case study of, of, like, the whole problem with Transformers in that time frame where, like, okay, us as experienced, educated, fine motor control having collectors cannot or do not want to transform these any more than we absolutely have to. No kid is going to be able to accomplish this on their own. Nor will they have the desire to after they try for 15 minutes and haven't even gotten halfway. I found the first two War for Cybertron Deluxes absolutely torturous. They, they were horrible. Wait, which ones? Uh, oh, uh, oh. Prime and Bumblebee? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, well, actually, Bumblebee, okay, annoying, but Prime? Yeah. I, that, <laughs> mind-boggling. That, I mean, to, to get yeah. all the panels, uh, to, to Prime, Prime was uh, horrendous, but even with me for Bumblebee, if I sat there and like transformed it three times in a row, I could get down to where it would, uh, took me like yes. five, ten minutes, and then I'd put it in a drawer because I was sick of it and forget about it again, and six months later I'd take it out and have to learn it all over again. This is not a worthwhile use of my time. So, so, so Prime actually made me feel dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When, when your toys, well, it's like Revenge of the Fallen Prime. It took me forever to get him into vehicle mode because I just could not get them everything. It's like Star Wars Transformers Vader. You get one panel in in Death Star mode, three more pop out. You hmm. put those panels in. The panels you just had pops out. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my, my, my all line up perfectly. I have had no problems with those thruster pieces. No. Um, actually, that, that, that War for Cybertron op, the, the first deluxe one, I got to tell you, I appreciate kind of the genius engineering that went into it. Because I can't even imagine creating something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will tell you, it is. I am not fond of transforming it. And when I was doing my yeah. review... I think, because I, I like to provide not the official instructions, but my own kind of from experience instructions. I think he had like 21 transformation steps. Sounds about right. I mean, for a deluxe, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I swear if he had any more tabs on him, he'd be a can of soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just but to. But Don, can of soda only have one tab? Just to back up what Don was saying about the Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime, I have the Voyager version. And the worst part is that if it were not for Hey Mickey on Twitter and XV Show Superhero Time, I would not know how to transform it because there is an entire step that the official instructions leave out. Oh, why would it you d- need that? It just. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it never mentions that you can tilt the whole back back so that you can actually get the head out without. Knocking it off and then fishing it out of the torso. Wait, you didn't from just intuit that? From 2008 into 2011, Transformers were at like a high point of being little marbles of engineering that I yeah. really appreciate because I am totally into like engineering concepts, you know, complexity in design. Like, you know, I see it as kind of an art uh, when it's done really well. But, but the at the instru- same time, that is. That's way too much work to do for a toy to go between the two modes it's supposed to have. You know, it, it, it they were incredibly impressive. They were not fun. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, when your instruction manuals 
and I've been saying this for years, and I've mentioned it in, in various forums. Hasbro is still – now, Combiner Wars is a little bit different. I haven't had any problems so far. <clears throat> but the instruction manuals have got to be better because they just don't I, – I, I use reviews. For, I use P.L., Optobotamus, whoever does a review that I can follow the steps, Vangelis, everybody – uh, diecast too, just because everyone does it a little bit differently. And if I'm in a snafu area where I cannot get apart and the instructions don't help me, I have to look online. Why is Hasbro not doing online instructions? Third party instructions are great. I mean, I don't. No, you, that, I, Hasbro hates us, so I mean, you just gotta no. remember that. No. So. Well, I mean, well, I, I've said on here in TFYLP, if any third party people listen to us, guys, you, hire someone. Hire someone who speaks English. Oh that, snap. Or something that to proofread your instruction manual. But if, they, you but if they don't speak English, how are they listening to your podcast? That's racist. Yes, <laughs> I I absolutely love uh, the comics we were getting with the Warbitron series of figures, oh, and they only did about three of them, or maybe two of them, and they stopped. But they were great because the translation they were hilarious. Were so, they were hilarious. And I really wish they kept doing them, but I think fans were were ragging on them so bad because it was you know the translations were so bad that they stopped doing them, or maybe it was just a cost thing. Well, well, well that's I what was, you get when was, you go to English dot com and just copy and paste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. Well, Ben, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be racist. I'm just saying if I know, Don, I'm messing it, with you. Yeah, I'm just saying if joke, Don. I know, I know if. If if you have someone in your group that does speak English fluently, have them proofread your stuff before it goes to print. Just because you can't follow half these things, you have to use YouTube reviewers. Are we talking about three P or official now? Of, well, both to some degree. I mean, Hasbro less now with Combiner Wars being a little more simplistic and a little more intuitive. Yeah, but still, up until the last couple of years, the you know, it's like uh, Prime Prime. He was by no means the most difficult toy, but there are some areas in which the stuff just does not fold together right. And the instructions are like, where is this going? Yeah, I mean, just, just to go back to the, the War for Cybertron example uh, for a minute, when the fall of Cybertron toys came out, you know, on one level, I did feel kind of bad because that was when the price uh, hike came up and the toys had very obviously gotten a little bit smaller. I, You know, you feel like you're paying yeah. more for less, but at the same time, I transformed it without reading the instructions on the first try. Awesome. And, and, and I enjoyed it more as a toy. Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God.